Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Trenderson, Nevada. My name is Jack <laughs> O'Brien. That's Miles uh, Gray. If you want affordable uh, tracked housing, come on down that's to Henderson. Right. I mean, God, forget paradise. Come on down to Hendo. You know any people Hendo. that live in Henderson? How many? I mean, do you know any people that live out there? I got, oh, do I, I got, know people? I got who friends live, in I Hendo. You asked, do I Henderson? know how many people? No. Uh, yeah. Like, hey, Jack, you know the population question. of Henderson? Oh, <laughs> man. I did I not know this was going to be a quiz. With your population data memory. If I, if I had just been like 98,372. I'm like, oh, uh, fantastic. Wow. Uh, fantastic. We are here to tell the people what is trending. Up first, we have Twitter executive order, uh, social media executive order. The president... Uh, has asked to speak to the manager of the internet. Um, he is he is going to. Uh, he does not like the complaints and the little the little negative feedback he's getting on on social media. So he wants he, he to would be hate, able yeah. to censure them. Yeah, to have that tag on a tweet that said, "Uh, this could be dubious. Uh, this information right. might be a lie." And that whole right. Twitter fiasco has now turned into executive orders that push the bounds of what we even know is legal, uh, for starters. Um, right. So, I mean, that's a huge First Amendment issue. Uh, and But essentially what it's doing is it's allowing Trump to sick law enforcement on tech companies that are getting are, are against his agenda, essentially, or at least not allowing him to just broadcast unfiltered nonsense through their platforms. Right. Yeah, it seems like the latter is more uh more accurate that he's just, you know, they're he he's abusing their platforms. He's uh violating their terms of service in a lot of cases and he's gotten away with it for a long time because he's the president and one of the most popular accounts and, you know, they they've moved everything so far to the right that uh, you know, just pointing out like that something is hate speech is is considered political. Is your anti your antifa. Right, exactly. <laughs> um Minnesota uh, Freedom Fund is trending. Uh everybody should go donate. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. Yeah. How there's a lot of people this has taken off and a lot of credit to, you know, celebrities using their huge followings to at least draw attention. I think a lot of people want to figure out how to f be do better or contribute uh to doing something good uh for anyone in minneapolis dealing with this and yeah that fund has helped to get people um to bail them out uh but hey look if you listen to other people on the internet it could be some weird antifa you know, like super weapons fund or something it's really the takes on everything right. coming out of minneapolis are so truly shows you how upside down perspectives are in this country like it's People actually can just say the opposite, and they're like, "Yeah, and that's what's true to me because that's that's what I need to believe." Right. Another thing that's trending is George Soros, uh, which yeah, exactly is related. Uh, Candace Owens is saying that uh, you know George Soros is behind the the protests in Minneapolis. Um, yeah, or uh, rather, she wouldn't be surprised. Not fully, you know. You know how they they got a they got a dog scream or dog whistle or whatever it's called these days. Mm -hmm. Uh, with their mm -hmm. anti-Semitism. But yeah, there is a sort of like, yeah, you know, just like with Antifa, it's got his like goon squad. I don't understand. Uh, and of yeah. course, the entire right-wing take machine is now 
like screaming about George Soros. That's that's wild. Well, at least it's not dangerous at all and not a precedent that led somebody to send out a bunch of bombs a couple of years ago. No, not at all. Or go to a synagogue uh, and murder people either. It's just the, you know, this is the. This is the tone uh, that people are, are are operating in, and it's someone on Twitter was saying like it's it was sort of positing the question. It's like you know George Soros is old, and when he passes away, like who is the right going to then make their new Jewish boogeyman who controls the strings of the oppressed brown people in America narrative? Because you know they're they they're, they that character has to exist uh, in their reality for people to like make sense of of outrage it's like oh no no don't worry these people aren't upset because they're being murdered and they feel absolutely dehumanized by our system they're there because george soros cut him a check don't worry it's just like really goofy stuff yeah i mean bill gates has some of that energy but uh he does not fit the uh the anti-semitism agenda so i yeah it's it'll be interesting to see who they go with um there there's probably a meeting happening somewhere right now Shout out to Henry Ford, uh, who put, published the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, an uh, anti-Semitic uh, track, tract uh, across like two years in his uh, weird newspaper um, in the early 20th century. Uh, that, that's what happens when you have somebody, when you have a country where somebody who has a lot of money can just have all the power to tell people whatever they want. Um, yeah, there's also a really interesting article in BuzzFeed that kind of goes back on the origins of this George Soros as boogeyman uh, narrative. And it was actually created by two Jewish uh, American political consultants, uh, like helping craft this sort of like like George Soros as boogeyman. Yeah, the the degree to which their racism is calculated and cynical is pretty wild. Like the the um, reporting about Trump deciding to call COVID nineteen the China disease or the China flu or whatever China was, virus, yeah, China virus was, that was a calculated move to distract and you know create a. To politicize what what was a pretty straightforward, uh, you know, fuck up and disaster on his part. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, Minnesota Freedom Fund is the is the thing to take away from from that subject as of right now. Um. John Krasinski yeah. is trending. Oof. Getting he heat, bro. Is he caught some uh, little backlash? Yeah. Uh, because he sold uh, that YouTube channel, uh, the the brand name, some good news uh, to CBS Viacom for millions and millions of dollars, uh, and that will people... go all of that money he's actually donating to uh, essential workers who have been uh, affected by COVID nineteen. Oh no, that's a joke. Uh, and not oh really? Because oh, it's wow. purely all for him. That would have been some huh. good news. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> that would have been some good news. Uh, he is uh, he's not going to be hosting it anymore, and that that's like the thing that people have uh, latched onto. They're like, "Well, people are mad. Uh, it must be because he's not hosting it anymore." Um, and 
Yeah. I, I, who yeah. gives a shit? Uh, I think he people are just to... looking at a guy who found, like, was just clearly exploiting the situation. I don't think there was, I don't think there was ever, uh, he, I think his intent was like, I could do this and eventually, this is like, a, this is good IP. I can sell, yeah. I can option to somebody. And that's what he did. I mean, that's just how people think in show business. Like you have a brand, if you come up with some intellectual property, hopefully someone bigger than you is like, I like that for me. Can I buy that? Here you go. And then you move on. Yeah. We've talked before also about how, uh, I mean, there's some pretty straightforward problematic stuff that he's associated with, like 13th Hour, the untold story of Benghazi. Uh, he starred in that. Uh, I don't know if that's the exact name, but it's something to that effect uh, where he, you know, starred in a sort of right-leaning interpretation of the events of Benghazi. Jack Ryan, uh, the the Jack Ryan show that he stars in uh, mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime has some very, you know, the CIA are the good guys, and uh, he's they, just turning into shitty Harrison Ford, right? But he, you know, there's also he wrote and directed A Quiet Place, and people have done some sort of textual and uh, symbolic analysis of that movie, uh, and. There's nothing overtly problematic there, but there is some, like, it's a story about a white family who has to be very quiet lest, like, these brown creatures, like, come and uh, attack them. And people have read that as being uh, sort of a meditation on white fragility, basically, like mm-hmm. the, the white fragility horror movie. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, where his career goes, but, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep our eye on that. John Krasinski. We'll, we'll, yeah. See what happens. Um, Denzel Washington is also trending. He saw two police officers trying to arrest slash having a confrontation with a unhoused person and, uh, Stopped his car, got out, and sort of helped mediate it so that it uh, ended up being peaceful. Uh, but it was kind of just a an amazing sort of act, and you know the sort of thing you were talking about about like putting your money where your mouth is in terms of. I just think up also, you know, especially right now though, being black in this country has a very specific sensation and i think i think a lot of people if they saw something like that happening would want to get out of their car and maybe try and intervene because again we know what happens uh in these interactions and i i it's i i love that denzel did this and i hate that he had to do this uh, because normally you could just see law enforcement say, oh, they're, they, they might just be enforcing the law. They, they, this is, they're doing their job. But right now you see officers talking to a black man and your heart will start racing. My voice yeah. is shaking right now because afraid for that I person. honestly feel like if I saw that, I would also be, I would be like, I can't, I don't even want to know. I don't, I, I can't even, there's no way I could let this happen. Like, fuck it. Like, 
I, I'm so powerless right now. Maybe I can save this person. Uh, and it, yeah, it's it, it it all ended very well. But ugh, man, it's like fucking Denzel Washington had to get out of his car, and it's like almost yeah. like guys, it's Denzel. Please, right. let's yeah. let's try this reasonably. And I don't know what the exact you know the interaction was because clearly it wasn't anything like super horrifying based on like the the tone or whatever. But whew, it's yeah, it's. Yeah, right now is a very, very uh, dark time uh, in this country. So, uh, I, I, I love again. I love that he, he, he did what he felt was right, and I just hate that that's the situation that, like, we feel that we we actually have to help uh, because the police are not able to protect us. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is gonna do it for this Thursday afternoon. That is, uh, those are some of the things that are trending. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with a whole new episode. Uh, otherwise, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. Uh, be kind. Be change. Be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.